0: Uh, another uh week um just seems like the season's flying by you know and so we we've, we've got two-thirds of it done um heading up to our our last third of the season um last month of a regular season so we're sitting here right now at five and three um looking back and having a kind of a looking at it from a different view seeing where we're at as a program uh we're, we're still in a good spot obviously uh not not uh, um not happy with the results, especially last week. Um, but uh, looking back at it again and being able to evaluate it and take the emotions out of it, uh, we were in a really good spot. I think going into that game, you want to be in a position where you can. You're still in the battle, and um, going into the the game, um, being down two scores, being down by 15 with uh, nine or 10 minutes left in the game, uh, was a was a good position for us to be in. You know, uh, even considering. Uh, some of the difficulties and the adversity we had to deal with in the game, and and uh, we are still in it. And so, the the disappointing part is that they made the two touchdowns, we didn't. And so uh, that that's what happened in the remaining ten minutes of the game. But uh, I liked that the guys kept fighting to the, to the very end. We keep building off of that. Um, really good team in Texas, and I may I mentioned that before with Sark and and that the, the program, and uh, just trying to learn lessons from that and trying to get better. Uh, to this week, and uh, now going to this week against uh, West Virginia on the road, um, you know, back east, a different time zone. So so it's going to be uh, a long part. I think this is the furthest we've traveled. So uh, looking forward to that matchup. Uh, I think Neil does a great job coaching his guys, and you can see. Um, his background is on the offensive side and so they're very explosive offensively they could they could do so many things to you and, and I think that's his background as, as as an offensive guru being coordinator at the highest level and then also being a head coach um I think he's establishing their identity on on, on the field and you can see that they they could punish you in, in so many different ways uh really balanced team but but um they, they also they have a quarterback that can they have a bunch of quarterbacks but they have a quarterback that can throw the ball can run um, tough o line uh, tough receivers that can I mean they, they, they average around 200 yards receiving and 200 yards rushing so uh, the receivers can can um, turn a, a quick throw into a big gain uh, tons of talent there and a uh, big O line that can pass pro and run block and so you combine that with a, with a big running back. Um I, I, I like the the way their running backs run, but uh he's dangerous and then he can he can uh and he's big. He's literally a big guy and then just can run over people. So but he's got tons of speed. So this is a tough team on offense. And then you took a look at the defensive side, they're tough too. They're playing some really good football, watching them on film. Um they take advantage of, of assignment sound football. They're tough and they're gritty. And I think it's going to be a good matchup for us. It, I'm looking forward to getting the best out of our guys against them because you can see it on film. I think I say that every week, but the, the, the Big 12 Conference is not it's not a lot of weaknesses out there. So we're going to be on the road. We've got to rally together and, and uh, embrace the opportunity to play this game. Mount um, West Virginia. Looking forward to the, the cool traditions that they have. They have a passionate fan base, uh, loves their team, and I I, I know from talk to a lot of different people being been out there. It's a hard place to, to, to play. So looking forward to that. Um, I, 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 I like fans that care about their teams and have a lot of passion for it. And so I'm looking forward to hearing them all sing, you know, it's going to be nice to hear them sing, uh, uh, you know, take the, was it country roads, take me home. That, that's a cool song. And um, I, I think there's a lot of really cool things about college football. And I'm glad that we get to go be in that environment and to compete against West Virginia, looking forward to the matchup. We have a lot of work to get done this week, but um, I feel like we've got to find a way to perform at our best and and get get a, give us a chance to come out come away with a victory, um, put ourselves in a better position than even than we were against Texas. But knowing that if if we can kind of be in that, uh, hopefully we can finish the game and, and find ways to to have it work out on our side. So, any questions you guys have?
1: Thanks, Coach. We'll start with Mitch Harper and then Jared Lloyd. Kalani, closing the book on Texas, what, uh, how do you feel like the, the offensive line issues can be fixed moving forward?
0: Yeah, well, I think you have to look at the talent they're going against. It's, it's a combination of a couple of things. One one is, it is it, are we missing assignments? Are we lacking technique? And uh, those are kind of the combo. And then and um, the one is the competition that you're going against, a really good D-line. And that's, that's pretty Pretty much the the issue this this entire season we've had gone against some really good D line Texas especially in the interior D line uh, very dominant um, but. We've had some good spots where, if we're in the right place and we're executing the right technique, we can actually get some blocks done and let our, our running backs find some way to to get some yards. And so I think well, we're going to have to establish some some kind of uh, positive yards, and then and, and that's on first and second down. We have to do that so we can get a manageable third down. And and um, we've been really good in uh, in our fourth down and short. And I think we've been we can be better at third down and short if we can get to short. That's going to be the key. Let's make it more manageable because if we do that, then I think we can be in a really good good place. That's that's uh, look, evaluating the O-line. That's how we see it.
1: Lonnie, along the same lines as far as the offense goes, I think the last few weeks um, haven't been able to put up more than 21. And, you know, you you talk about meeting points. At what point do you say, hey, we got to do something very different versus just trying to fix the problems? Because, obviously, you're not getting there. And I know, I know a lot of that is the competition you've been playing
0: i well, know i think i think the points thing and fixing it is is all that's that's the that's the emphasis is that we've got to get there it doesn't really matter how how it gets done i think there's a, a variety of ways to get to to getting it done uh it, it's 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 go time now you know it's been go time and so the way that we've been doing it hasn't been working the way that i want it to so uh we have very smart coaches and, and capable players that we can find different ways to, to try to get points on the board. And that that's, uh, you know, we're working to work on that. And, and I agree that there's some points where you can fix it. I don't think you can blame it on the competition every time. Uh, I, I think the, the what it's got to get down to is pretty simple. Uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Need more wins on first and second down and whatever it takes to get that. Let's, let's get it done so we can get, Third and manageable, and there's nothing wrong with getting first downs on first down and second down as well. We don't have to wait till fourth down. In fact, that's the. Uh, I think that thinking back on the game, just just bringing it up that the the timeout, the back to back timeout issue was wasn't. I said that was my my train of thought was. I don't know if I explained it well enough. Was that in that situation, we're down twenty one to three. Is is the answer to we just went through this long drive of grinding some clock out. We're looking at the clock a little bit more. It's like, is it is the right thing to do to kick the field goal and go down by two scores or to try to punch it in because we already went for it a few times on fourth down? So that, that was kind of the uh, the hesitation on my part. And then I, you know me, I want to be aggressive and get the touchdown and make it 21 to 10, but, but also 21 to six uh, seems manageable. And, and if you can get that done and, and try to be in it, it would be really bad to, to try to go for it and be down 21, still be down three scores. And so that was the decision to to kick that field goal. And and, uh, getting the delay game made sense to get a better angle for us. So, um, yeah, so all that stuff, we can evaluate that and fix those things. And in terms of your question, find ways to score points, and it it doesn't have to be too extravagant. It could be pretty simple as well.
1: Then you were talking about how good West Virginia is and how they've done this year. And if you remember back preseason, BYU, West Virginia, you know, part of that group that was picked at the bottom of the league, how rewarding is it for, you know, when, when a team doesn't get a lot of props to be able to see, you know, have them turn into a really good team like West Virginia has done. You guys have done pretty well too.
0: That's the fun in in, in in college football is that everybody wants to predict what's going to happen. And it's uh, unpredictable, especially in this conference. And I think um, the guys that that have confidence in what they're doing and what they can see, uh, coaches feel feel confident in what they're able to to accomplish, and they're doing it. I watch on film; they're they're, they're, they're the team is well coached. Um, they have good size, talent, speed, athleticism. So he, he should be confident in their team. And I I'm I'm hoping that from what we're looking on film that it will get our guys' attention because. Pretty easy to see that, that they're they're a really good team and had tons of talent. I, I I think the matchup will bring out the best in us. That's what I'm hoping for. But uh, Neil's been around for a long time, man. He that guy knows offensive football and he knows how to coach. He's been a head coach at different places, so I think he can get things done. Thanks, Jared. Next we'll have Jay Drew and then Kevin Reynolds.
1: Kalani, it's obvious you've missed uh, Marcus McKenzie quite a bit with the the two punt return touchdowns that you've given up. Uh, and then, so just an update on him, is he getting close to getting back? And then is there anything to the term outkicking your coverage? Is that kind of what's going on with the, with the punt returns?
0: Um, the first part is, yeah, we, we missed Marcus. Uh, I think that uh, we've had uh Jacob born, Mori Bamba, some others that have been able to fill in. Really nicely, but the, it's it's when you're looking at it, hard to replace what Marcus does naturally. Um, but those guys, we have capable guys that can cover. Um, I think I think the out kicker coverage is a real thing, especially where someone that has a powerful leg. Um, but I, I feel like we can still cut, get down and cover it. You know the 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 out kicking coverage uh, I, that that is a, a a problem for us, but we have to protect and get the timing down. Um, we can, there's a balance that we can do both, but uh, we, we've asked our, our, our um, Rico to be a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more hang time for us, but I, I don't want it to be all on him with that. I, I think we, we have bodies down there that can cover. We just need to find ways to be better, better tacklers in space. And, and, and we're asking our guys to do that with a, a talented punt returner. That's what you're going to see it every, every week in, in this conference. So, um, and, and if they're watching the film, they're, they're going to try to do whatever they can to get a return on us. So we've got to be able to, you know, figure that, those things out. And I think uh, one thing that would really be helpful is, is getting the third downs a little bit more manageable so that they're not just able to come after our punts as well, But we have to spend so much time protecting before we can ever even cover down. So uh, a lot of it goes hand in hand, but I think that, um, you know, we, we've had, we have a very powerful punter, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with just just kicking at 50 yards um and then allowing us to cover it without the the threat of a return and that's i think i think we're trying to get it be more fair catches than than actual returns on
1: this and just as a follow up do you expect any of those guys that missed back uh, John Nelson, Marcus McKenzie, LJ Martin and I think Keanu Hill were four that we didn't see the other day
0: i think Keanu Hill is um Probably closer, uh, close out of the group. Um, LJ has been practicing, it's just a matter of if if we feel like he's good to go and it's 100%. There's a bunch of guys on the team that are really banged up, and so we'll see how they progress the next little bit because it's an east coast game. Uh, we'll be traveling a day earlier, so the travel squads we have to be decisions will have to be made as soon as tomorrow. So there might be some guys that, um, that we can't just wait on if you can't practice. Uh, with us Tuesday, Wednesday, there's impossible for us to think they can play in the game. And so we have guys that are actually practicing that that didn't play in the game. So, um, there's, there's some guys that are limited practice, they're still making it close. I think highly doubtful for John Nelson and even Marcus McKenzie. I think, um, who's the JSJ? Uh, is close, and L- L- Keanu and LJ is close, closer, those two possibly. Um, but the decision might have to be made sooner than 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 later and then for them it's really are they going to be able to practice uh Tuesday and Wednesday's practices we need we need them to do it LJ has been practicing Kibo hasn't so we'll see what Kibo does this week if he can go go today tomorrow and Wednesday then we'll see him on the field
1: When you look at some of the offensive issues that you guys have had for the first eight weeks of the year, how much do you think an adjustment has has been made or how much of an adjustment has it been not having maybe as mobile of a quarterback as you know Zach Wilson or Jaron Hall and kind of
0: adjusting to that with, with Keaton this year? You're asking if if the, the quarterback not being as mobile as the others is a problem? Maybe not at a problem, but has it been a, more of an adjustment than maybe you've expected offensively? Yeah, I think I think adjusting the offense is the, is the key like you said and 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 um there's there's different ways to be to be mobile and to be um effective and and so um we know that he can throw the ball so let's let's allow him to do that and and sometimes um you know we have to protect for him. so th- there's a there's a there's definitely an adjustment that you have to make but let's let uh, for us is to utilize the strengths that we have That that we feel that that makes him the starter for us, and then uh, adjust our game plan to to what so we can play to his strengths. And that's anybody that's playing quarterback.
1: Okay, we'll have a couple more questions from Jake Hatch and then Mitch Harper. Kalani, obviously the final month of the season you can play guys more that are potentially going to save a red shirt. What is your philosophy going to be in terms of inserting guys into the lineup How much, versus keeping guys who have been playing most of the season in their roles as well?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think it, for us it's, it's the um... – we, we have guys that are kind of banged up that are practicing. And so the, the question is, how much do you put reps into them? And then all of a sudden, you're they're kind of wasted reps if they're practicing throughout the week, and then they don't perform, and they're not cleared to go by the time you get to, to um, Saturday. For us, it's like, okay, we, we need to know because there's a, these healthy kids now that are able to redshirt that could get on the field at, at all the positions. We have a lot of really good young players and so I think this is this makes it a lot easier now that we can redshirt guys and our our understanding is you can redshirt um play them four games and even the bowl game. And so that the, now we have to use that now that that's opened up um, the option we have to we have to look at our depth there and the good thing about the guys that are on redshirt mode is that they've been they've been training like crazy throughout the whole season. They've been lifting every day. They've been they've been running. They've been uh it, they haven't been saving they they because they don't not going to perform on game day. We've been able to really put more time into their development to get them where they're at. So they've made big time uh, um, progress in their development to get them ready. So I think there's a lot of those guys that are ready to play. That's a good question, and and we're we're going to factor that in into our into our health and into the reps that we we put into our guys. And then um, you might you might see some change in the depth chart. I don't know if we're going to really apply it right now, but. There'll they'll probably be more bodies on the definitely more bodies on the field uh, for us uh, playing this last uh, remaining part of the season.
1: And how much can Keaton Slovis, having played West uh, play, played West Virginia last year, when he was at Pitt, help you guys in terms of preparation, knowing personnel and the like?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, it's just like just go. We we've got to focus on what we got to do first, you know. And and uh, we're going to scout the opponents. That's important. But I think there's things that we need to do it within ourselves and in our system that we can control more than have to worry about everything else. So I, I want our guys to go embrace the environment. I mean, their fans love their team. So they're going to be, it's going to be a difficult place to play, but um, there's going to be cool things there that, that, that uh, there's nothing wrong with going on the field and and embracing the opportunity to be in a place that's going to be difficult to win that a lot of teams don't do, do well there. So I think it's a good chance for us to focus what we can accomplish, but at the same time, embrace the opportunity, and then and then maybe find ways that we can perform at our best, knowing the situation that we're going into.
1: Kalani, well, I mean, what's the kind of Cliff notes on West Virginia's defense? Are they similar to anyone that you've already faced inside the conference?
0: Well, they can do a variety of things. They're, the one thing I can tell you is that they're physical, <laughs> and so you could tell that that, that their teams used to contact. Uh, they, they like being aggressive, and so they when they when they go against each other i'm pretty sure they have some really cool battles but uh they're a physical team well coached uh they're disciplined they could they do a lot of things that are they're that they're that different but but also there's some carryover college football is not like one team is doing anything different defensively it's not like one team is uh like the triple option of the, of the of the of the of the um of college football it's it's pretty much similar but what i can tell you is that they are tough guys man and 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 um I'm, I'm looking forward to the matchup because I, I respect what they do. I think they they, they utilize their talent really, really well. And uh, I can tell that their coaches know what they're doing. That, that's that's going to be really cool. Tons of respect for them and their program. And I'm hoping it can help our team take that next step into becoming their best.
1: Saw pictures from uh, Jake Icorn's baptism. In, in your coaching career, have you ever experienced something like that with a player? And your thoughts on the amount of support it seemed like he had at at that yesterday?
0: Yeah, this, I love coaching these guys, and and um, they're great young men. I love being around them. Um, they love each other, you know, and they, they, they're there for each other. These these relationships that they, they're forming with each other is going to be lifelong. And so um, uh, when you have that type of connection, uh, the guys really take care of each other. And so when they see, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, um, we've had – a uh, lot of players that, that have had some great celebrations and great um, transitions, whether it's uh, weddings or decisions to go on missions or coming home from missions. Um, it's a lot to celebrate, even in times of the weekend that you lose a game. I, think, I I love coaching guys that embrace uh, who they are, what they represent, and um, know that they're there for each other. And I think that's a, it's a beautiful sight to see it. For me, I love being a part of this culture. This is a culture that that is... Driven by people taking care of each other and loving each other, and uh, you know we happen to play some really good football too. We're we're close to getting there. We 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 want to get there. But I think I don't have to worry about is uh, I worry about the stuff on the football field and what we can get done there. The stuff that they that they have the, the connection that they have with each other. Uh, that's because they're wonderful um, young men from great families and and they've been raised the right way. And I, I love coaching them. Hey, coach. We just have
1: one last question for you from Jake. Yeah, real quick, Kalani, traditionally when you guys have gone to the East Coast to play games, there have been day games on the East Coast. This is going to be a night game, so bringing you guys home around roughly 2 a.m., 3 a.m. local time when you get back, how does that affect you guys both in terms of preparation for the following week, et cetera?
0: Well, I've always heard about how we're not good at day games. Now we got a night game, and now you guys don't want to talk about that anymore. So, like, what time are you say we're going to get back?
1: Uh, just roughly. I, I did the rough math, like 2 or 3 a.m. mountain time.
0: Yeah, that's right up our alley, man. Here we go. So we're yeah, it's time to time to go and and embrace the night. So I'm excited about the game. This, I, I know we 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 I didn't think then this game was way different than than the TCU game where I thought we came out flat and we we made some adjustment to our schedule. The players have been really deliberate on some of the things that they've done to prep for this game. The, the the game that we're at, we lost three games this year. Uh, they happen to be on the road tough to play on the road in this conference. We didn't perform at our best against the team that was in the national championship last year. And then the other two teams that we lost to ones ranked in the top 25 and the other ones ranked the top 10. So um, that's the reality of it all, whether it was in the in high noon or in the middle of the night or three in the morning, I don't know if that has any bearing on it. We're adjusting our schedule to make sure that there's nothing that's going to be, that's going to be a blame for it. We're trying to find different ways to do that all of us as a staff and as a team. And I, I was proud of the way the guys played. Did it go our way? No, but we fought and we had a chance. And, and uh the chances might've been slim, but we had an opportunity where we had the ball, we're down 15 points we've been able to accomplish that and get back and win those games Um, we weren't able to do it because texas took care of their business and so uh, we don't want to be in that position where we have to fight to the bitter end all the time but i love the fact that we can we know we can we can count on our guys doing that i'm proud that we have great leaders on the team that don't that don't don't lose faith and belief in each other it's proofing how we're playing now Let's go get it, and let's find ways to perform at our best. But, at the same time, uh, we have a lot of really cool things to praise in 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 our team, in our life. There's a lot of good things that happen in that game that we can be really, really proud of. You know, and um, and I, 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 in order for me to do well as a coach, I think it's important that we fix the problems that the issues that that we can improve on. But man, we have to praise some of the cool things and the good things that are going on, whether it's on the football field or off the field and, and guys being baptized and guys that are getting engaged, stuff like that. This is a, this, that's the life of being a BYU football player. And like I said before, I love being the head coach here. I love being around these young men, their families, and uh, they've all made me a better person, so I can't complain.
1: Do you buy into the vampire cougar uh, theory people have been saying out there?
0: If it gets me candy, I'll do whatever you get, whatever I can.